This Business Podcast with Two Business Guys uncovers the secrets to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup success and get better business results. Enjoy. I, I like what you said there, though, and John, um, the people that are listening in, they didn't get a chance to hear that, what you said earlier. Could you repeat that, talking about entrepreneurs and, and our special breed? <laughs> yes, uh, entrepreneurship is a special breed. And it's one of those things that I think is, is part of our innate character yeah. is knowing that, hey, the world reads about great successes in the history books, yeah. but they don't look at some of the things that it took to get there. Some of the, what the world may call failures or, uh-huh. or roadblocks. And it's, it's having the grit to, to keep getting knocked down where things aren't going your way, but getting back up over and over and over again, because that's, that's what it takes to be a great entrepreneur. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I tell you, as, as us, as we, as two guys masterminding, two business guys masterminding and how we really want uh, the things that we discuss and the, the things that we come up with help other folks, there's nothing better than to let them know that they're not alone right? Even in these unprecedented times, we also realize that there's opportunity there. There's absolute opportunity. And, you know, you had talked about a couple of examples. If we can share some of those examples with folks, just so they know that, hey, listen, it looks rough right now, but guess what? Here are some people that succeeded from that. Absolutely. And I think and we have spoken about this before, but it's times like the ones that we're, that we're in currently um, that bring out some of the, the great genius in humankind, mm-hmm. the creativity, um, the innovation. And uh, during the Great Depression, during the, the 1930s, condiments were expensive and people couldn't afford pricey mayonnaise because of the, the eggs and everything else that was involved in making that. And that's how Miracle Whip, that's how they were birthed out of the Great Depression uh, with using cheap materials of, of oil and, and water. And, and uh, we've seen this over and over again, FedEx, uh, they established their self as, a, as a, a parcel carrier in the 1970s while OPEC had oil prices out, you know, out the roof, but but yeah. what what they did was uh, FedEx did a wonderful job of of showing people the importance behind um, next day mail, getting your documents signed and delivered um, within a day. Uh, yeah. and, and and the story goes on and on with number uh, iPod. I mean, I love that story. Yeah, yeah when yeah. you show me that story, I thought. And we, I had read a lot about Steve Jobs and his, his brilliance, right? But at a time when things are going nowhere, he comes up with this. How, bri- how, how brilliant is that? Right? What, what was it uh, that, uh, that was the dot-com bust of uh, 2000? Yep, yep. And he came uh, out with the iPod, 2001. 600,000 people bought it. Yep. Now, we can do some math. What, $399? over 2 million people then bought it because they saw, this is what I looked at that. They saw that there was utility there. 
So they said, wait a minute, why am I lugging around all of these, you know, uh, CDs, right? I know I used to have CDs, I, you know, I had nice little cases for them and it was all these ancillary businesses, but come on now, you couldn't leave them in the car. Mm -hmm. They'd burn up. And so when Jobs came and says, wait a minute, can I condense that down? And if I can show utility, this is the key part. In times like this, someone's saying, hey, wait a minute, he's saving me time. He's saving me all this other stuff I got to buy. And you wait a minute, I can put a thousand songs in my pocket? Mm. Yep. Right? And it's not going to skip. Do you remember those uh, portable CD players you carry around with you? And you try to run with them and they're, they're skipping all the time and they're, you drop them and they bust open. They're, yeah. They were yeah. awkward, awkward uh, large, um, yeah. and something that is a fraction of the price those cd players are pretty cheap i mean in comparison to an ipod's expensive and you, and you look at we're in this tough economic time this dot-com bust and you're yeah. unleashing a product that's almost four hundred dollars that's a lot of money and it took off like gangbusters yeah that is incredible and of course you know the rest is history so now i was reading um uh, a post that you put out and i thought wow this is brilliant we need to talk about this, right? And right now we have this COVID-19 going on, depending on when people listen to this. It is a huge crisis. We know that. We know that there are things that are needed. I'm starting to see a little innovation with the mask. I've been calling around for folks saying, hey, listen, I need a creative mask. There's something I wanted to write on it, mm -hmm. right, on the mask. And people were like, well, I don't make masks. And I'm saying, well, make masks, right? Do this and then bedazzle them. You know, people do it for shoes. I said, I want certain thing on my mask. And now just, just recently, I'm starting to hear people are, are um, seamstress, are putting stuff together. You know, hustlers are just getting out there, just grabbing some material, right? One of my little nephews, he's down south. He's grabbing LSU and then creating some stuff. Now, I know LSU is probably going to make a phone call, but still, he's out there getting five bucks a pop, coming home getting some cash, coming home, getting some material and doing it again, right? That's getting your grind on. But the one big thing that I loved and when I heard this, I thought this guy is brilliant. When you had put the post out about, I had seen the post earlier about James Dyson, right? That Absolutely. one that creates a mount, he's an engineer, but he just creates these cool things and they're expensive. Absolutely. He said yeah. that he was coming out with a ventilator and now this is the part I loved. And he was using some technology that he already had. Mm -hmm. So now that becomes the question of how do you repurpose what you have? That's very much. And, it, and what I like about, I mean, Dyson's in his 70s and he's, he's a billionaire six times over. So he yeah. doesn't need to do this. This is a time in his life where he could say, hey, I've got enough money. I can uh, keep myself isolated, not worry about anything for the rest of my life. But j just to show you the mindset of James Dyson is when he set up Dyson, he mm -hmm. didn't set it up as a vacuum cleaning company. He set up as a technology company. Technology company. And, and, and we see this, and, and Dyson offers, even though most of us, we, we know Dyson because of the vacuums. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they make a whole bunch of other types of products as well. And I think this is where a lot of a lot of uh, 
very good, well-meaning entrepreneurs get stuck is they're focused on that vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And hey, what, what if someday, and I'm not saying this way, but what if someday that vacuum cleaner becomes obsolete? That's well, right. J- James Dobson set his company up in a way that it's not dependent just on the vacuum. That's right. They're a technology company, so they could build uh, ventilators. And he, you know, and he, and he's stating that he's going to give fifteen thousand of them away. Um, That's awesome. It's just, it's phenomenal. But it, it just goes you to show the caliber of an individual who thinks far greater than just one product at one specific time. Where right. he, you know, thirty years ago when when he came out with with Dyson. Uh, the company it's not like he said hey for for the next 30 years that's all we're going to do is make vacuum cleaners i mean yeah. they're making humidifiers and blow dryers and all kinds of now ventilators and but it's that's how we have to be thinking as uh entrepreneurs because right now if you're in that space that's even similar my my cousin uh he's a professor of supply chain management at columbus mm-hmm. state and um, I was having a conversation with him the other day, and, and he was in contact with a company that makes masks for Disney World, you know, D- mm-hmm. Disney theme parks. Mm-hmm. They are now making masks for um, frontline uh, first responders. So they're making the COVID-19. And they're, they're, they, you know, they've already been in that space of making masks. Now they're just retooling what they have and reformatting it so it fits another industry in a time of need instead of saying hey you know what all of the, the theme parks are closed down we're closed up for business mm-hmm. they you know they have a big a bigger vision they're thinking beyond that so and that's, and that's how good stuff. that is it's great stuff that's what we need to be doing as entrepreneurs and that, and when we talk about the opportunities again not calling yourself one thing but allowing for many things to be under what you're called, technology company. Cars or uh, automobile companies should not be automobile companies, truck companies, they should be transportation companies. So should that transportation change, right? And you gotta, you gotta drive around in a scooter, you can still make scooters. Right? Absolutely. And you love that stuff. So if there's a lesson out there for the entrepreneurs that are listening in to you know, two business guys mastermind, that's it, is you know, don't, narrow yourself now we understand that you know focus for results and all that kind of stuff we get that but at least have an open mind right have an open open for your brand to let in an opportunity because you never know i i had predicted when i this thing really started kicking off i had predicted that there's going to be an amazing amount of business models created and an amazing amount of business models shuttered Mm, and shattered as you know i'll give you an example of something that that comes to mind is restaurants if you had no capacity to deliver and you were reliant just upon people coming into your organization or your or your establishment you're now your business model now doesn't exist it makes no sense so if we think about um the the conference business that you're relying on a whole bunch of people to show up in a space. Now we can't have people in a space. Now, of course, we're doing some online summits. That, that is the pivot to the online summit space, but the vendors that were going to show up, that were going to sell their wares, 
the food trucks that were going to be around to feed people as they came and, and gone. All of that now is affected, right? So we're going to see some, and I, you know, personally, I've been affected by it. My wife lost her job because, you know, her company decided to do a lot of telehealth mm. and they didn't need the facility that she managed. Because they says, well, wait a minute, if we have all the doctors at home and they're doing telehealth of psychi uh, psychiatrists and psychologists at home, we really don't need this location, right? And I, it really, you know, harkens back to what um, the guy that wrote Black Swan, um, Nassim Talib, I think, or something like that. He talked about being fragile mm. and then creating why you're fragile and then creating a situation for yourself that makes you anti-fragile. Right. Luckily, I read the book <laughs> and has started preparing and positioned us in a way that everything's paid for, the house is paid for, cars are paid for, things like that, whereby, you know, some things you need to get moved around, but it'll be okay. Now I'm thinking about the entrepreneurs that are out there that were, you know, going invoice to invoice. There's a, there's a lesson there. People that were, you know, check to check. There's a lesson there. It's a, you, you want to make yourself anti-fragile. Yeah, and it's it's and everything builds upon everything else. And if you think about it, if you're an entrepreneur or you sell some type of service or product, and you're working off uh, your receivables, hey, now you have receivables out that are thirty days late because. Yeah the other the business that that purchased the, that product or service off of you now they're unable to pay for it because their business was affected as well that's right and so this is something that that is multi-level and it just it flows down downhill and that's why it's so important um as an entrepreneur that that you're able to be agile and, and, and that doesn't mean that you don't have um a niche Yes, have a niche, but in times like this, you have to have the wherewithal to, to look at what you're doing and say, hey, it, is it relevant in this time? If I'm making birthday cakes mm -hmm. and nobody's having parties because, you're, uh, because of social distancing and whatnot, um, maybe it's time that I'm, I'm going to make bread or something else that, right. that people do need during that time, that it is going to be valuable. Um, and I think we're, we're seeing a lot of companies, they're retooling and they're, they're making things that they've never made before. Uh, and we haven't seen a lot of uh, manufacturing facilities do this since World War II. Um, That's right. And it's, uh, it's great to see the, the agility in, in the, those companies. Mm -hmm. I, I just wish that more small businesses understood its relevance, importance, um, because I think, I know you're right. We're going to see a lot of businesses that are going to take it on the chin and they'll probably never get back up because they, they don't, they're not, they don't understand about going through a process of evaluating that. They've been doing something for so long or this mm -hmm. is all they know and, and uh, they, they don't even know where to begin. Yeah, I remember in, uh, in school, they used to talk about the forces that can affect your situation. Right? Of course, you got competition, and we're so focused oftentimes. And, and, and entrepreneurs, if you're listening out there, people are, if you're listening out there, future entrepreneurs, um, take what we're getting ready to say next, because we're going to be talking about, you know, some specific things that perhaps you can do to now, you know, 
introduce into your company that flexibility that John was talking about. But I remember, you know, when they talked about the forces that can affect you, political forces, somebody literally can come in and say, you know what, we got a new law. You can't do that. <laughs> right. I remember that in the mortgage industry. Remember they were trying to root out a lot of the, the miscreants during that meltdown and they so made them people that were making their whole livings from, you know, the, uh, that industry, they made them now go and get tests. Mm -hmm. Some people had to take background checks. Some guys that, you know, that were making a whole bunch of money, but they had some stuff in their background. And because of the new law, they had to, you remember that? I mean, a that lot of, yeah, I was in the banking industry as well. And yeah. everything down to appraisers as well. And how they, the Institute and the pool, the pools, um, where, it used to be a bank would have a relationship with some appraisers in the area that understood the market uh -huh. within that area. And now they're selecting within a regional pool and, you know, the appraiser might not understand. They may, they may be 60 miles away from you, but they're still considered a part of that regional pool. And now yeah. they're coming and appraising home. So yeah, there was a, there is a lot of shakeup that happened um, when, uh, subprime industry kind of broke loose it affected a lot of individuals yeah i tell you it is um so you know guys as you're listening to this though you know get on facebook like us on facebook we're going to be this is this is our inaugural right we are launching this thing but at the same time john and i have been talking back and forth we've been having you know coffee coffee times and tea times just to talk about different things but uh, we're, so we'll put up, up the links for you for Instagram, for Facebook, like us. You want this information coming to you. You want to get it in the way that you're going to get it. And we're going to be providing all kinds of different things for you to get better at what you're doing, to have, as you listen to us, some things to think about, some things to consider within your business that you can, that we say these are actionable, right? And we start thinking about this, right? But I want to ask, you know, how are you using your resources right now? So as, as you're listening to us, ask yourself, are you pivoting yet? Are you in need of a pivot, but you're scared? What are you doing right now? What do you need to be doing? And if you need us to kind of like walk you through some stuff, we, you know, we'll have an email address for you. You can send us a question and then we will, on the show, we will use that question to answer for you. So, you know, come back and listen, but send that question to us. And then what we'll do is our extensive research, we'll use our experience to come on and answer that question just for you. But the question, you know, what are you, what are you doing out there, guys, that is requiring you to pivot, but in an area you may not be ter totally comfortable with, but that you see that there's enough synergy with what you do now mm. that you still can succeed? I totally agree. And, and along with that, a lot of times entrepreneurs are so self-driven that that they become an island upon themselves uh -huh, uh -huh. and me i've always seen it as hey i i want to i know that here is my skill set this very specific and so what i try to do is partner as much as i can with under other individuals who um, can complement my strengths uh, because i think when when you build that type of relationship when you build that type of energy that's when you're going to see things the different perspectives the different um geniuses that you bring together that's when you're cultivating 
some of the best, best um, innovative thoughts in, in, in any industry. Yeah, it's, it's that collaboration. I'm going to even go out on a line and say um, that collaboration may be the new cash flow. Absolutely. Right, you guys hearing that? Now that's collaboration. This is what John and I are doing right now. We, we, we kind of knew each other, you know, we were colleagues in certain areas, but we says, hey, wait a minute. Can we get together mastermind? And as a result of that mastermind, people can benefit. And, you know, we're trying it. We're saying, hey, listen, we believe we can, you know, but then we also know that there is a, and, and people don't oftentimes talk about this, but there is a healthy competition, right? That can bring about success from each other because times when he's feeling like, man, you know, I'm mailing it in, I'm getting ready to lay down and he sees something from me. And then he goes, wait a minute, that kind of brings about an energy, right? And I think with all of this is, that's going on, we are now seeing people go, wait a minute, that's a good idea. And then adopting it or reverse engineering it. I'll give you an example of something I saw just this weekend. We saw Swiss Beats and now this is in the music area, right? So Swiss Beats and Timberland get on and do a battle, <laughs> right? And they kind of like just beats, just beats. And next thing you know, then you had Scott Storch and Manny Fresh doing one, and they extended it. Theirs was better. Now you got everybody trying to get together. I just heard that um, Teddy Riley and Babyface. So now you're going to see all of these kind of things. But from that, again, new business models, new ways to reach people. Another example, I saw a lady, she was online, had her Facebook Live going, had her Cash App going. So if you, if you guys are listening to this, think about what we're saying here. Opportunities are presenting themselves because we're isolated. We're quarantined. And boy, I tell you, if, if you're not motivated right now to like try different things, I don't know. <laughs> you, you might not make it. We, we need to have a conversation. You know, let call us up and we'll, we'll light the fire underneath you. But again, we have to continually ask, are there areas where you can learn and retool? We got time. Don't tell me you can't do it. Your routine's off. Sure, you're used to getting up at a certain time, drinking your coffee at a certain time, going to bed at a certain time. All of that's off. You're loose, maybe not people being around the house. All that's off. But it's been a couple of weeks now. Now is the time to learn some new things and retool. Would you agree with that, John? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I've been telling people for years is even when your world seems so chaotic, you have to be that much more intentional. So if you're not going into work every day because you're part of uh, the stay-at-home order that the, the various governors throughout our country are given right now, mm -hmm. then you maybe you have to be extra intentional. Maybe you're writing everything down. Hey, from 4 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the morning, this is what exactly I'm doing. I'm doing Absolutely. my exercises, I'm, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this is how I'm structuring, structuring my workday and, and be disciplined and, and, mm -hmm. and follow that. Uh, nobody else is going to do it for you. And, to, and to be honest, nobody really cares if you succeed. So you have to be willing to do this yourself because nobody is going to do it for you. Every, you know, there's only, there's only, only so much bandwidth that all of us have. And, and Randy has to be accountable to himself first and foremost, right. because I That's have right. to be accountable to myself first and foremost. And no, and we have to 
to be that person, we have to hold ourselves accountable because that means we're being good advocates for ourselves because we want what's best. And it's not because we're trying to punish ourselves or uh, do things that aren't necessary. It's because we want to become the best version of, of Randy and John that we want. That's right. That's right. And if we are able to, again, do things in a collaborative approach, imagine what can happen from that. So as you guys are listening to us, think about who you can partner with, collaborate with, because again, collaboration may be the new cash flow going forward. The, the idea of, of bringing two minds together for the benefit, again, of yourself and of society, right? You never know what that other person has been thinking about and you just happen to have a unique skill set or a superpower to implement, right? Because, you know, I know what I love to do. And then, you know, when I talked to you, I was like, well, I immediately went home. I pulled out a PowerPoint. I started creating things because that's what I love to do. It brings about my creativity. Built a website, <laughs> sending John links and saying, take a look at this. You know, but that becomes that opportunity to, again, collaborate and hopefully and maybe a little bit later on cash flow from it right so you talked about something uh in your notes about why businesses fail right in fact you know we are collaborating on a book uh you know yet untitled we got kind of a working title but uh <laughs> but why businesses fail and why that matters even more today you know i mean can you talk a little bit about that? I, I've got the book. Do you have it in front of you? I, I don't have the book in front of me, but yes, I can, I can talk a little bit about that. This, I, and I, I don't know if most entrepreneurs understand when they, when they set out on this journey of entrepreneurship, what the success rate of, of businesses are. And they're, they're pretty bleak if, if you look at them. I mean, two out of three um, last two years, maybe 10% last up to 10 years. And, and so you look at that and if you were a gambling person, those are crazy odds. That's right. Um, and I so I, at it here. And, and so in, in my mind, that means that, Hey, don't, don't, that shouldn't obstruct you from being, becoming an entrepreneur. What that should do is motivate you in being prepared Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with being on you know to be an entrepreneur it's not if i'm if i'm an olympic grade athlete i don't just show up every four years and perform i'm preparing everything from the diet to the exercise routine to having trainers and and, and it's the same thing with a business if you look at that it's not you don't just show up and hope that you're going to get a sale or, or hope that you're going to close business mm -hmm. but it's hey do i have a business plan that i'm working from do i have a model and, and am I adapting as the economy and the needs adapt around me? Um, and I think that's important because most business owners, what they do is it's, they kind of just show up like it's the Olympics. Hey, I've got my tool belt on. I strapped it on. I'm, I'm ready to go. But what's the plan? What's the plan? What if this happens six months from now? That's right. And, and if I'm living on a four, 14 day scale and that's a lot of businesses are, are on that. So, Hey, I'm running on about 14 days of cash flow. Mm -hmm. So if I'm if I'm getting a month, so this time frame that we're in right now, this shutdown, a month, it's 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 been going on roughly. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we can only imagine what most small businesses that, mm. that weren't prepared for this, um, what's, what's happening to them right now. And yeah. now, now it's, it, it turns into that cycle of, hey, you know what, if, if there is assistance, if, if I do qualify for assistance, this is a temporary Band-Aid because I'm already behind. And yeah. now it's, hey, how long is this going to take me to catch back up? Well, and, and like we talked about, there, there's a lot of things that, that you can control, and that's where you're disciplined in your planning and, and, and doing those things. But there's a lot of business that you cannot control. Yeah, and we yeah. can't control whether or not the government comes on and says, hey, you know what? Um, I just heard Bill Gates on television uh, today, and he said, hey, I think that our, our whole economy should shut down for 10 more weeks. Because I think that's what, in, in all 50 states, because I think that's what we'll need is um, to, to be able to con contain and get the virus in a place where where it's uh, manageable, where it's not going to cause a lot of deaths. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, nice to have, you know, several billion dollars to say <laughs> that. Yes, right? yes. When people are thinking about how am I going to eat? I know, yep. you know, there's laws out there right now that say, you know, landlords can't, you know, kick you out and all that kind of stuff. But think about that for a minute. I've been in uh, the rental property space. Mm -hmm. It was always tough when you didn't get that, um, that rental check. And I know there's some unique and interesting things that people are doing. And, you know, I just heard of one, quite frankly, that, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting uh, if you're allowed to do that, if you're offering an incentive. Um, this particular guy, he ended up going to his, communicating with his tenant. So for, if you guys are listening and you're in this space, take this as a tip. He started talking to his tenants and said, hey, listen, if you will sign another lease, longer lease saying you won't leave and all these different things and that you'll kind of continue to pay your rent i will give you months off mm. so that's that's just an incentive so, and i do the math and i go wait a minute anytime someone says buy now save this much i do the math on it and i go well from a cash flow standpoint it makes more sense to buy now to kind of bulk buy if you will right versus where i could be doing with the money then i go hmm, i'll do that i'll make that deal so these are some innovative things that you can do, um, you know, out there. And John and I are putting together right now, got, that actually is one of the, uh, the slides on the PowerPoint that I put in with that we can't wait for the government stimulus. I don't know if you've seen that one. We've got to be our own stimulus. And then what we're, John and I are going to do is leave some practical steps, right? Some very actionable, some results-oriented, result-oriented steps that you can go and we're going to go a little bit deeper into that on on that actual powerpoint but you know that just is one of those deals if you're in business and you haven't planned right you had a poor foundation this is some of the things that are in the book that we're writing and you haven't determined what your value is you were still kind of sketchy on that this could be the time to pivot this could be a time to say hey listen i didn't know what i was doing but now i do because i've been called or i have a skill set give you an example it was a, a lady that I know is a, um, she's a, she's a seamstress. Oh, she, she makes bow ties, but guess what she's making now? <laughs> she's making masks. Yeah, yeah. I know another uh, uh, entrepreneur and you probably know her too, that is so busy. She's getting so many requests for masks and she would just take spare parts of things and create custom made items. Well, guess what? She's <laughs> in the mask making business now at a high level. It is going to transform her business, she's going to get different kind of income in, 
And then when everything's said and done, maybe, of course, what I do, I call her up and says, hey, how about custom masks? She says, dude, I don't have time. I says, well, I'm just saying, imagine if you called up Nike and said, mm. hey, Nike, would you like a swoosh? Here's who I am. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm a credible person. You can see my business. Blah, blah, blah. But if we can make something with a swoosh on it and use maybe your excess material, I mm. says, the bigger play, because that's how she gets her stuff now. She gets free materials. I says, the bigger play is not making the swoosh. It's getting into Nike's leftover material space. Absolutely. And then you see what I mean? So this yeah. is, if you guys are listening to this and you're sitting there kind of, you know, kind of going, what can my business do? Again, we're going to go into more detail when we, when we put the um, actual program together, but just start asking yourself, could this work? How could this work? Right. And I know we're good at helping people with helping their business plans direct itself to the opportunity. You may have not thought you had a customer, but guess what? Now you do. Can you adjust and adapt a little bit, right? And you talk about it in the book coming up, right? It's um, the attitude. What is your attitude about your capabilities? Absolutely. Are you just going, uh, you know, this is another bad day. Really? Is it? Somebody's having a good day. Mm -hmm. Somebody's out there buying stocks because it's down. Somebody's having a good day. Absolutely. What are and they you, doing? Maybe their attitudes that way. And you and you look at you, you look at like a Thomas Edison who created a filament for the light bulb and how many different uh, types of filament that he tested before he he came up with the one that uh, that he ended up using. He could have given up any time. He could have been so frustrated. Hey, this isn't worth it. I'm not. I can't do it. And that's what we see a lot of people in, in yeah. that happen in business and, and why they're not successful. And you know what, you could, you could have been an inch away from the gold and you don't even know it, Be, but you decided at that point in time that, Hey, it's not worth it any longer. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pack up and, and head out. Yeah. And it's you, you, you could be right there. This could be, unfortunately, it's these economic types of conditions that, that may spur the genius within you to create something that is going to sustain you and your family and generational wealth for the next 70 years. And that's how we have to, to see things. We have to look at, okay, I understand what we're going through right now is difficult, but what's, what are some things that I can do to contribute to the betterment of society, to the betterment of my family and to, just my personal well-being and, and saying that, hey, I'm, I'm here for a purpose. Right. I, want, I want my life to be worth more than something that I'm just flipping through channels every day and just watching Netflix. That um, is huge in saying that. I wrote something down that, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night with an idea. And I says, stop being, this is how it came out. Stop being in business, quit being in business and start being of service. Mm, mm. And if you're at of service at a high enough level, the business comes, the rest takes care of itself. The law of reciprocity does work. That is the given mindset. How can I help you today? Right? And then that exchange of value, you can talk a little bit about it. The exchange of value, what value are I providing? Right? And then finding the way to monetize. I, they call me Mr. Monetize Your Life Guy because I'm always helping people Think about things differently. How to monetize this? How to monetize that? They had never thought about 
right? Because, well, here's an opportunity that if matched up in the right way, matched up with the right customer base, or they're encouraged to look at your product and say, wait a minute, you know, it becomes a Steve Jobs moment, right? I didn't know I needed a thousand songs in my pocket, but I'll take it and I'll pay Absolutely. you three ninety nine for it. And I, and I think I think a lot of people have trouble during these times seeing it like that um, because we do have people that, that do take advantage of economic times. They prey on other individuals. Yeah. But hey, if if we're providing a service, a product or a service that is beneficial at a fair market price, right? We should not feel any guilt uh, in, in doing so because that's how we survive. That's how we, we uh, sustain our families mm -hmm. and our households. It, it is a different issue if, if you're, if you're um, you know, using people or, or resources or uh, you're, you're making them pay an exorbitant price. There, right. there is something ethically wrong with that, but you should not feel anything any, you should not feel guilty at all about monetizing a skill, a talent, um, or a product or service or whatever it is you have, because that's how we, that's how we survive. That's, that's how right. we, er, each one of us has an innate gift. Um, we're good at something, and mm -hmm. that, that gift is to contribute to the, the greater society. And so everyone has to work that gift in the same way, and, that's, and, and we do that in concert. And that's how an economy works is – Hey, Randy's good at this, so he earns a living by doing this. John is good at this; he earns a living, and we're all contributing. We're all part of that the ecosystem. Yeah, and if we can come together, right, and put two great minds or or mediocre minds, you know, and then make a great one, that becomes the opportunity too. And I think, you know, this is that time when, you know, I was watching, you know, the guy who tried to sell hand sanitizer you know, on Amazon for like $70, come mm. on, you know, and then they, they shut him down and then he ended up donating the rest of them, right? I mean, we got to be aware of that kind of stuff. But we also have to be aware, and this, this kind of helps us segue into our, our next topic, is we've got to be aware of how all of this is affecting us. Mm. Mm. Self-care during this particular time, I think is going to be critical. And you had mentioned it here. Um, and I'm noticing something it's the most amazing thing that, and I had the you know, audacity to ask, has Corona saved the world? Mm, mm. And somebody says, man, what are you talking about? People are, I, you know, I understand that, you know, people are dying and stuff like that, but I mean is, look what's happening as a result of having to stay home. We've got more family time. I'm seeing more people walking. Yep. I'm walking more. I'm getting in my, you know, my, my, my health on. Right. I'm just watching a transformation in the world. Of course, you know, the carbon emissions have gone like just about <laughs> zero, right? People are going to be creating, again, different business plans. I'm seeing people get their hustle on online, trying to find all these ways to make money, you know? So I asked that, uh, you know, that audacious question, uh, despite what it's on the other side doing. But when we talk about that self-care piece, Man, if we're not taking, you cannot come out of this, you know, 400 pounds and, and with diabetes. We, we, we can't allow that to happen where you bring in all the food and you just eat it all. You know what I mean? Or you worry yourself with what's on the news to the point that it causes, you know, neuroses. We got to be very careful about it. You had mentioned something about self-care. What about time to meditate? Mm -hmm. 
you know, can you, th- you, know, you know, pick up on, on some of those? Yeah, absolutely. It's, we are sponges as, as human beings. So whatever we feed ourselves, whether that's sustenance, the type of food that, that we're, we're filling ourselves with, or, or what we're listening to through, via news mm-hmm. or other types of media resources, um, that, that's, that's what we, were, we are going to become. So if we're to listen to all this doom and gloom and panic all the time, and it's not to say that you shut it all out and you're not aware, you're oblivious mm-hmm. to what's going on, mm-hmm. but it's, hey, how much of it is actually healthy for me to take in? Because there, there becomes a point where it's detrimental, that it's not just about gaining information to keep yourself safe and to understand the facts, mm-hmm. but it's about, hey, am, am I creating this very unhealthy environment for myself yeah. and my family? And and that's where it could become become very overboard. And yeah. uh, so we have we have to in these times, these times of chaos, like I was saying earlier, where we might not have a daily schedule because we're working out of our home, that we have to be even more diligent about having a schedule. Be yeah. more diligent diligent about being disciplined, having uh, a discipline around. Hey, I'm not I'm not going to pour so much. Uh, in news into my mind, I'm just going to, I'm going to gather what are the top two or three things that I need to know today. And that's it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stress on it. This is, it's just, I'm gathering information so I can move on and, and lead my life and my family in an informed manner, but I'm not, I'm not going to let it, you know, stress me out where I become obsessive compulsive or, or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But we, we have to, we have to exercise. We have to, to meditate, we have to have quiet time to ourselves. Um, and, and, and you're right uh, in regards to seeing some of that self-care taking place where we haven't seen it in, in such a long time, mm-hmm. seeing families in the yards uh, playing. And whereas, you know, you don't, you, we haven't seen a lot of them in the past 15 years, 20 years yeah, since that's the, true. the internet and, and things have taken off. But, but we are, we're seeing people walking around the neighborhoods and uh, doing yard work. I told my wife, I said, wow, if, if uh, this stay at home order keeps in, you know, keeps up for another couple of months, I said, we're going to have a great looking lawn. I know. <laughs> I can't tell you. I'm, I'm washing everything in the house. As soon as I see something get dirty, it gets washed. I mean, you know, we're, we're cleaning and my wife is mopping stuff, but I, you know, I read that. So first, before we get to that, I wanted to just kind of go down the list, right? So we talk about our emotional mental and social well-being let's keep that on on tap we talk about time meditating listening to music Mm -hmm. right and then we talk about taking the walks the runs the bikes i've been seeing more people roll out their bikes buying bikes right education you know on my end i've got about i don't know man it's it's a ridiculous number probably about 200 hours of different courses that i i had I had out there that I hadn't, you know, purchased. I had like some some uh, coupon codes and all that kind of stuff. I went and got them all. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a it's gonna be a wrap when I get all that information in. My head will be smoking and I'll be creating crazy stuff. But it's over two hundred hours. I added them up. They'll show you right there, right? Two hundred hours of different courses on a variety of different subjects. So you guys, you get ready for that. John and I are gonna be rocking some stuff out. 
But they also talk about monitoring the eating habits. You mentioned that, monitoring the eating habits, ensure that you're getting nutrients needed to sustain your well-being, right? We can't forget that we're in the house and there's a degree of activity, right? Whether we're sitting at a computer or what it is, or just, you know, the four walls. And you gotta make sure that we get out there and make it happen. I heard the other day uh, a statistic that, that, that uh, alcohol sales are up significantly yeah, over the past I heard that too. few weeks. And, and so you, you think about that as well. And hey, I, I'm not saying you have to be dry, that you can't enjoy a glass of wine. I like, I like wine, mm-hmm. but this shouldn't be some, some numbing mechanism to get you through. Yeah. Um, however, however long this time frame lasts, um, if, if you're seeing yourself trending in that way, then I think that that's a sign that, hey, maybe I should be looking at something else. I, could, I should be looking for something else to replace that with, uh, maybe going on the treadmill, maybe, maybe taking a run around the block or, or whatever it is that, that you need, you know, distressing that, that isn't going to cause harm to you if you continue. Yeah, yeah. And then we also talk about smiling. There was, I was on my walk today and I, I kind of found myself slumped over, right? Because I was getting ready to make it happen. I'm getting ready to walk a couple of miles. And, you know, they talk about your posture. And if you have your, your shoulders straight back, that that brings in a certain energy, a certain amount of confidence, just that motion of stretching back. So if you guys are out there listening to this or you probably won't be viewing it because you don't want to see us right now, our, our hairs. And, you know, it's just <laughs> so uh, if you're listening to this, think about posture when you get ready to take your walks, when you're bringing in, you know, I'm walking around and I'm kind of, I got my arms, you know, kind of bringing in the air. Right. And it's like, uh, you know, that may look weird going down the road, but it is that thing that brings a different posture to your body and therefore a different energy. So, you know, think about that. And then this last one, I really love this one, man. It's like keeping a, a routine or schedule. Did you see that that um, it was a retired or a former uh, submarine captain talking about, you know, he says, listen, if you want to keep a routine, uh-huh. let me show you what we used to do on a boat that was like, you know, X amount of meters long and not very wide. He says, um, cleaning. And he says, communicating. He says, because you're in a small little space, right? And I started thinking how that translates to our homes, right? We're in a small space. Unfortunately, I heard that, you know, child abuse is up. <laughs> yeah, I heard that the other day. And it's like, oh my gosh, got all these kids home from school and the parents aren't used to seeing them. <laughs> those rooms are all but you know so you got to be obviously aware of what is happening to you on a mental in a mental way what is happening to you from a frustration standpoint and be able to walk back and communicate and say i'm sorry i, I, I was telling my wife and i were you know kind of you know our voices were raising to a level that i'm uncomfortable with and i says you know what there's way more going on in the world than to me argue with you right now so I'm going to just, you know, tone down, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that changed everything. It's just being able to say something like that. It's like, hey, you know, there's bigger stuff going on than yeah. what we're getting ready to, you know, chop it up about or whatever. So that helps. So listen, let's go ahead and wrap it up, John. I tell you, I think there are some practical steps that we were able to give some folks, 
right? And we're working on, uh, like I say, we've got the PowerPoint that we're working on some, some very specific things. So we'll be rolling out a program for you guys that you can, you know, do what you want to with it. We think that it's going to help you. We're going to go deeper into some things on how you can specifically, you know, use this time to maybe instead of letting the Corona crush your cash flow, maybe here are some things that we can introduce that go, this will help. This will help. I think, so, I think, sorry, Randy. You know, go ahead. If you wanted to go ahead and close her up, man. Yeah, I just wanted to say that use this time and just evaluate. Evaluate yourself, your, your personal well-being, and evaluate your, your, your business. Business may never, ever go back to the way that you remember it. And so you have to be prepared for that. So what does that mean? Are you allowing yourself the opportunity, the agility to, to transition into something else if need be? Or you know, just, and it may be a slight modification of what you're doing. You know, maybe you were uh, making handbags and now you're making masks. That's right. Or, or, I mean, it doesn't have to be something, uh, a total 360, but it could be, it could be a very small pivot. Um, but just evaluating yourselves and, and being open um, to having those honest conversations. Sure. And, and I call them conversations because the, these are something that, that should never stop ever as a business owner. I mean, these are, these are conversations you should continuously be asking yourself as market forces changes, as environments changes, as, as supply demand changes, and, mm -hmm. and what people's needs and once uh, change as well. So just just always be an open um, and honest about that evaluation process and That's to good. continually doing that. So everybody, we hope that, uh, you know, these two business guys, business guys mastermind has helped you pull out some parts that, you know, encourage you, inspire you, give you some hope. Because guess what? That journey is continuing. And we hope that you keep moving forward. Right. And instead of like you talked about here, John, instead of concentrate on what ifs or I should have concentrate on what's next. Mm -hmm. How can I be of service instead of just being about the business? Maybe I can be of service. Right. And, and you had uh, mentioned that being a conductor of one's own one's own set of tracks. Yep. That is your life. You guys get that metaphor. You are the conductor of your own set of tracks. The question becomes how are you going to move forward? How are you going to move forward with all that's going on and still succeed? We don't want you to just survive. We want you to thrive. That's our wish for you. And as we wrap this up, we hope that you go and take these pieces of information, apply them, call us up, send us some information, say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm sending some stuff to your email. This is how this stuff helped me. We hope that for you. As we close this up, John, I appreciate you coming on and 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 rocking it out with uh, uh with me and chopping it up and us masterminding. And man, I hope we had some uh, some opportunity to help some people. Been a lot of fun. Thank you. I very much appreciate it, Randy. Okay. All right, man. You have a good night. You too.